You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. This week's episode is split into two sides. This is Side A. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Clock Radio Speakers. I'm your co-host, Armand Wake Up. You can follow me on all socials at Armand Wake Up, A-R-M-O-N-D, Wake Up, all one word. More important than that, please, please, please follow the official Clock Radio Speakers uh, Twitter handle, which is at CRS Podcast. That is where we do our most engagement, though we are also on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash clock radio speakers and we're on Instagram at CRS podcast as well. You can go to clockradiospeakers.com, no longer powered by Tumblr, but you can get our previous 300 some odd episodes there. Uh, we are on Spotify, iHeartRadio. I don't know why I want to say Tinder. <laughs> we are not on Tinder. Um, Stitcher, that's what I was saying. Stitcher, Stitcher, everywhere. Tinder, you know, it's basically yeah, the know. same thing. It is what it is. We, we cannot be on Tinder. We are both in happily committed relationships. Uh, but we're available everywhere except you know where and you know why. And uh, do we need a doc? Do we need a uh, like a clock radio speakers like a Stitcher? What do you mean? Or not not Stitcher? I'm sorry. A um, Triller, <laughs> TikTok, TikTok. Yeah, it's just it's just short out of context videos of hot takes that we do. Yes, <laughs> yes. The problem is, is this is when we this is because we're old. We'd have to we'd have to get a youth to operate it for us. Get a youth. <laughs> yeah, we do have to get a youth because I have no idea. I have no idea. You're just you're just going. Go, you're 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 texting your nephews. How, where do I start? What oh, do I my do? Nep- yeah, my nephews are like no. They're so like they're so anti. They they fit on the show perfectly. They're in that like my. I mean, they're my so oldest anti, nephew. Don't not matter. <laughs> <laughs> my nephew was like literally says, oh, I don't listen to. I don't listen to Drake and all. I listen to underground hip hop. Like, oh boy, oh man, here we go. You you just you just sending him Benny the Butcher records? Nah, he's not like he. I have no idea who he listens to. People he sends me, I'm just like, what? I I should play you some stuff one day. I can't think of the guy's name, otherwise I play him right now. But it was the weirdest. And my oldest nephew is 18 and my daughter were in the car and they were dancing like this is hard. And I was just looking at my 10 year old son like, what? Where are we? I'm scared. That's how it happens, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So what's going on? What's going on, man? Oh, you ain't even introduced yourself. I'm Everybody sorry. knows who I am. This is Doc. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram if you want at Doc underscore beats. That's not a Z. But like Armand said, just follow the show at CRS podcast. Uh, yeah, everything's good. Everything's good. good. Uh, we're recording this on Super Bowl Sunday. So obviously yep. you've tuned in. You know, by the time this is released, it will be after the Super Bowl. So this is the perfect time for us to get some predictions in so we can be wrong before people even hear this. Uh, Armand, I know you, uh, as as Clock Radio Speaker's resident NFL correspondent, I know you've got <laughs> all, all the info for folks. Man, <laughs> I have no idea. I, I'm just, I'm literally like, wow, how did... How did San Francisco's good this year? They're really good. This is gonna be. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I have high. I have, I have hopes that this is a good game because these are two very good and entertaining teams. Because sometimes cool. you get all the hype, you show up to the party, you've probably already eaten too much food by the time the national anthem has started, but that's fine. Kind of yep. settle in on the couch, you got your spot, and then nobody does anything for like thirty minutes, and you're like, Ugh. Yep, yep, yep. The first, the first piece of action is the halftime show, right? Yeah, it picks up a little bit maybe in the third and then the fourth maybe has a good finish. But yeah, you're right. You, you think J-Lo's going to bring out uh, Kiss and Styles for Jenny from the Block? 
she could bring out uh, uh, Fat Joe and a hologram big pun for the Feel So Good oh. remix. I mean, she could bring Ja Rule out for I'm Real, actually. She could. She could. She could. She's got a lot of places she can go. Ain't that funny? She could do Ain't That Funny. She's not doing any of that stuff. She's going straight Latin pop. I'm Real is one of the biggest songs of her career. I know. I mean, yeah, wh- she she might do I'm Real. She's just going to get up there and do Waiting for Tonight. <laughs> Yeah, that, let's get loud, like she's going to do all, yeah. Like, is she going to do If You Had My Love? No. Drake's crossing his fingers. He's like, do it. Right. You know, Drake had a really interesting take on, um, on his Rap Radar interview. He said that on, I think he said every time he tours, if he ends with the same song, then he's done something wrong. Mm. Yeah, right. It means he doesn't have a new big hit to end with. Yep. It's true. If you can't yeah. end with your if you can't end with a big single off of your last project, you are at a different stage in your career. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Reminds me of Golink. <laughs> that wasn't I wasn't trying to be slender. I wasn't trying to slander. He, he knew what people were there for. Tyler. See if they if Goldlink is on, they want to hear I like how he does crew and then because you're the opening act and people are late arriving, he's like, no, no, let's do it again. Let's do it again. That's not a bad idea. It's not. I don't, I don't fault him for that at all. It's not like uh, Mims doing like <laughs> four versions of This Is Why I'm Hot. That's different. Pete Pablo, he, he starts with Raise Up and then he ends with the All, with the, with the all Cities remix, like that kind of situation. Hot Atlanta! <laughs> but see, the problem is you got to make sure you mention the city that you're in. Absolutely. When you're doing that. Well, I think we've talked about this before, but yo, he, you know, he did regional remixes too. Oh yeah. So he had the, he had the one for the whole country and then he had like a, a West coast one, a Southwest one, a Northwest one. It was crazy. Worked that record. He's shouting out towns that have like 30,000 people in it. They're like, what the? Yeah. Lincoln, Nebraska. (laughs) Shout out to our Lincoln, Nebraska listeners. (laughs) No, like that's actually that's I mean, if you're going to Nebraska, right, you're hopefully going to Omaha or Lincoln. Like if he was like Ogallala, Nebraska or really like (laughs) going deep catalog on the Plain States, which is a phrase I didn't think I'd say on the show ever. The Plain States. (laughs) Deep catalog on the Plain States. Yeah. Like what city in Kansas do you do? Topeka. I mean, you you do Kansas City. Of course. You could do Wichita. Yep. We've already cast out. We've slandered. I slandered Kansas enough. This calendar year, I'm trying to, I'm not trying to go there again. Okay, my bad, my bad. You know, so who, then what do you go ahead? I was gonna say, you know who could do a Super Bowl at Who's this that? point in their career? Who's Drake, that? absolutely. He's got a I lot th- of hits. I don't think he does a Super Bowl until either the league changes its stance on hip hop and their relationship with African Americans and African American culture. So we'll see how long that takes, um, or. If he's much, much older and he's in the twilight of his career. Yeah. I mean, with, with Jay and the Rock Nation thing, right? Rihanna, maybe? Like, let's say her album comes out this year. Successful album. Yep. Top of next year. She's got the deep catalog. Plus, she, plus, plus she'd have the recent stuff. She could do it. So, question for you. Did, yeah. remind me, did Beyonce do the halftime show before or after, like, the Kaepernick, Kaepernick stuff really uh, went up. It's a good question. I want to say before. Yeah, I want to say before. 20, she did it in 2013. Okay. Damn, was that long ago? Yeah. Wow. In fact, was that at 
Hold up. Was that was Super Bowl? I can never get this right. Is that in Miami? Yeah, that was fifty eight, maybe. No, New Orleans. That was when they had New the Orleans. um, uh, the blackout. Yeah. Yep. Um, hmm. What? 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 You sure it was twenty thirteen? Yeah. It just that what? What song? And you know, just... you know, I mean, but you know who? Is that right? Oh wait, is that right? Because uh... then Alicia, it says Alicia Key. No, you, no. Okay, Beyonce featuring Destiny's Child. She came back the next year and did it with Bruno Mars, right? She just came back and did Formation, maybe. Didn't she? okay. Didn't that happen? Nah. Am I crazy? Because she had the they had the all black on with the beret. Because that's how I was. That's what I was thinking. Like, yo, when did Formation come out? I want to say it came out in fourteen. It came out after the self titled album. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh no, Formation is um twenty sixteen because that's when okay. Coldplay and then Bruno Mars and Beyonce. But the first okay. time she did, oh yeah, that time was that. So that's twenty sixteen. Hmm. The timing's Katie, getting trickier then. It is okay. Katy Perry did twenty fifteen. There we go. Yep. Beyond. Yep. Beyonce, Bruno Mars, Coldplay in twenty sixteen. Um, and no, so he didn't start kneeling until. Later on in 2016. Okay, got it. But you know, Jay's Mr. NFL now. <laughs> it just kind of like quietly went away. I mean, kind of. I mean, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. I mean, if, you know, if Meek shows up, right? I think if there's a rapper to do the halftime show. You mean like this year is like a special guest? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, Meek's not doing the halftime show by himself. <laughs> Meek Millie and then <laughs> <just> flame <laughs> shooting up all the you know. Oh no, they would they would let Ty, they would get not Tyler they let Travis get that off before uh, Meek I think just because he has a bigger show. Is there any are is there any rap artist from Miami who has a record with J Lo? <laughs> I, I was about to say Luke. Um, nah, Ross doesn't have anything with J Lo. Uh, yeah, it's new. called Worry No More. Doc, I'm just uh, listen. I was just looking for a connection. Ross is not doing the halftime show. It would have to be like two live. Well, no, it wouldn't be two live crew. I'm sorry. It would have to be like Trina. Pull over. <laughs> yo, pull over at the halftime show. It's very Miami. Oh, yo. There would be so much fear in that crowd. Do you think Gloria Stefan saw that it was J-Lo and, and Shakira oh, at a Miami died. Super Bowl? And she's like, one of these two better call me. She was hot. The, she's like, the sound machine is ready. <laughs> the Miami sound machine. <laughs> They've got the little, what are those things called? Those brass things that they use for drums. <laughs> she's just like, she just shines them over the course of a year. <laughs> very, very ready. patiently. Yes. Soon, my love. I'm looking at all these different halftime shows. 20, so from 2010. Yeah. There was The Who. Okay, so this is, this is, actually now I want to go back further. Bruce Springsteen. Okay, so this is when, like, this is still the aftermath of Janet and Justin, right? Tom Petty. Oh, oh yeah. Prince Prince did 20, uh, 2007. That's Rolling like, Stones, that, 2006. Prince is what, that's the best halftime show they've ever done. That's what, yeah, that's what people say. It's I'm not mad at that. That was incredible. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. Not one bit. Yeah, Janet's 2004. So, up until 2010, they were using some, you know, some old timers. Oh, yeah. Because, they, you know, they, they were like, well, we got to keep it safe. Yes. So now I'm looking at 2011. You have the Black Eyed Peas, Usher, and Slash. I mean, the Black Eyed Peas were still pretty safe. Very, very safe. Somebody somebody made a really good point about Usher always being the person to um, memorialize people when they die. Michael Jackson's funeral, 
uh, just the other night with Kobe. Um, like apparently he's he's the go-to. Mm. It's just been really really interesting. I wonder how he's how he's doing with that. You know, does he consider that an honor? Or is that is that heavy? Like, what is that? Is he it's like, really why do they keep asking me? <laughs> yeah, or is he like, is he annoyed? Like, yo, <laughs> Timberlake is right there. Mm. I mean, just someone comparable. But Justin would try to like sing, or he'd bring NSYNC back or something, <laughs> help him with some of those notes. NSYNC J- back. <laughs> JC would be right behind him. Jeez. 2013, here we go. No, 2012, Sign of the Times, Doc. Nicki Minaj. Mm-hmm. Oh, Madonna. I'm sorry. It's, it's Madonna, Nicki Minaj, MIA, CeeLo yeah. Green, and LMFAO. Party Rock. I wonder if they still spending that money. They have to be. Oh, you'd hope so. Yeah. They have. They had a good enough deal. Those, they songs, could be didn't, off th- those songs didn't contain any samples, did they? I don't think so. That's that's in the Oons Oons era. No, I know. But I mean, that's one of those cases where that, that, that song got so big, man. You, you just hope that uh, the publishing was all right. Uh, okay. Kind of like a... Uh, Bruno did with the uh, Uptown Funk. No, it looks uh, Party Rock looks like it's uh, it's all them. They produced it too. Okay. So they were signed through uh, Will I Am. Okay. So as long as you know, as long as they didn't get jerked, and we're gonna talk about uh, deals in a sec. Oof. But as long as that okay. didn't happen, you know. Yeah. Be okay. Okay. Yeah, that's still okay. Then things kind of change in this this last decade. I feel like this is, and we can move on, but the last thing I want to say is I feel like this is a litmus test. This is, this is the first performance under the, like, the, um, the Jay-Z regime. And so what I mean by that is, is I think this is Jay's, if this is Jay, right? Yeah. But let's just put everything on him. I think this is his safe play. You know, you don't, you don't bust out with all the moves on the first date. <laughs> you do just enough if you're really interested in this person. You do just enough to keep him around. Like, I'm not about to, you know, give him the whole shebang. Just maybe the sh, not the bang. <laughs> so maybe next year, the year after, is when we'll see Meek Millie, Tyler, the creator. Oh, you know who's doing the, you know who's doing the halftime show next year? DJ Khaled. No, I'm kidding. I mean, I'm surprised he, he might do it tonight, but I'm surprised he hasn't. Uh, Lizzo's doing it next year. No, 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 no. She's not big yep. enough yet. She, as a, as a, she could come out as a, guest for somebody so oh, it's not she's sure. not the main act yeah the same way nikki did a couple years ago like which is crazy because nikki is one of the biggest artists in the world but she's not big enough to do the halftime show so like what is big that's crazy you need you just you, you have to have enough hits yeah right which is why it's like yeah so that's the funny thing right like jay is a big enough name mm-hmm. but like let's all be very honest like what songs is jay playing for the super bowl halftime show because he his crossover like okay He'll do. He'll do Izzo probably. He'll do. He'll do State of New York. State of Mind. He'll do Numb Encore. <laughs> I'm serious. God help us all. <laughs> yeah, that's a woof. I'm I mean, so mad. He, he I'm so mad. He ended his 444 show with that. Is he really gonna do Big Pimpin'? No. Right. Uh, Hard Knock Life. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, but this he just doesn't have that many like. Because when you play the Super Bowl, you have to play songs that everybody knows. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. So I said Rihanna, like, you know. Rihanna could definitely do it. She has a lot of songs that people will be like, oh, I know that song. Oh, I know that song. Oh, I know that song. Yeah. I I would want to go to a Rihanna show, you know, if and when she tours this album. I would love to go to her show 
and see like what her show feels like or what her stage presence is like yeah yeah because when i saw her it was glow in the dark and this is like she's nowhere near who she is oh, now that's that's like ponder replay era right no that's um that's uh what's the dj song not ponder replay um please don't stop the music I mean that's that's basically the same era, right? <laughs> no, Ponder Replay is her first song. No, I know that, but I mean her that Ponder Replay is 2004. I think she's she's different by 07. Okay. Please don't stop the music is like her first like, oh. Yeah, so Music of the Sun, right? That's Ponder Replay. Okay. And then the next album it has oh, that's SOS mm-hmm. Unfaithful. Mm-hmm. Right, and then oh, so you're right. Oh seven, oh see, oh seven is umbrella. Shut up and drive. Hate that. I love you. Don't stop the music. That's that's her first big turn. Yeah, as an artist. Yep. Yeah. Then like, yeah, she could do rude boy. You know, hard Russian roulette. I don't know. Loud. She's got a lot of singles on loud. Right. That's only yeah. girl in the world. What's my name? Yeah. Talk that talk. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's singles there too. Right. Yeah. We found yeah. love. Yep. Has to do. We found love. Oh yeah, for sure. Yep. We should do pour it up. Uh, diamonds. maybe. Yeah, she might end with diamonds. She's gonna do work. Yeah, she do work by herself. <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> Drake's Drake's like backstage looking out, just ready. <laughs> he he just me? has the. <laughs> I'm right showing up with his earpiece in. <laughs> no, he's I'm like, good. He's like very quietly singing background notes, but he keeps singing louder and louder <laughs> and louder. Anybody notice me? Did you um did you ever see that that video? I forgot why it came out, but there was a video of Beyonce um um rehearsing for the Grammys and she was dancing with like this mock-up of Jay. So it was a guy who was dressed up as Jay like circa two thousand and like six. That's funny. So, so he's got the New York fitted, the button up, and like straight leg baggy jeans and Air Force Ones. That would be what Rihanna does with work. It'd be a guy who looks just like Drake, but wouldn't be Drake. Be like Daryl. <laughs> Meanwhile, party next door is just at home watching. Very sad. Eating, eating cereal in a blanket. He's oh. getting his tweet, getting his tweet ready. <laughs> Big shout out to Rihanna. Congratulations, at Bad Girl Riri. <laughs> Please notice me. Okay. All right. Um, uh, speaking of your man Meek Mill. <laughs> Meek Millie. Um, he had what a very do? interesting tweet this week. Okay. What was that? Um, he said, what's up with all these different, and in capital letters, different race. And then we go back to regular speaking. So different (laughs) race men got all these young black kids and slave contracts in the music business. Come get with us. You need help fixing your situation. Then he hashtags DC and rock nation says it's literally stealing. Now we can find, now we found something we can get rich off. Okay. Two, two points. Go ahead. First of all, what is a, what is a capitalized phrase from Meek Mill sound like? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, I got to worry about like distortion on the mic. You know, I'm trying to, we're trying to have a professionally produced podcast here, but it's pretty yes. loud. Okay. I bet. And then number two, am I tripping or does this tweet come off kind of Suge Knighty? Oh, it's very, it's, <laughs> he might as well, he might as well just say, yeah, it's, it's all up in the videos, like yep. just updated for the new millennium, for the new decade. Yeah. Um. So, Here's the thing that gets me about this. Like, we all know there are plenty of situations where it's not just white guys, or I should say it's not white people or Asian people or Jewish people or whatever. It's like a lot of people in the music industry take advantage of a lot of people in hip hop. Mm -hmm. 
So do you know what prompted this tweet? Are, are you asking me because you have the answer? I don't have the answer. I'm actually curious. Um, I think it is uh, Puff's uh, Grammy speech from a week ago. I mean, that's, uh, that's very, very ironic. So for those who don't know, uh, yeah. Puff, Puff uh, I don't know, what, what award did he win? Do you know? Um, it was something at the Grammys, right? Yeah, humanitarian of the, but it was like a, it was like a pre-Grammys party. It wasn't at the Grammys exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was at one of the part, the pre-Grammy parties. Um, he wins some sort of humanitarian of the year, philanthropist of the year, something like that. Right, right, right. And he gets on stage and he's basically like, you know, we as in black people, we control the culture, you know, um, you know, all these other entities that are basically taking what we do and monetizing it, getting uh, getting paid off of it, but they're not, you know, including us, taking our style, taking this, that, and the third. Like, they're going to have to come up off of that. Um, and basically, black excellence is making sure that everyone is rightfully uh, compensated for their uh, their creative genius, specifically uh, black entertainers. Um, and, you know, there wasn't really a whole lot of rumbling in response to that. I saw a lot of people were very um, in support of that. Sure. And I think that in theory, that is a noble gesture for someone to say. But and I meant to say this because one of our listeners asked us on Twitter, like, you know, are people aware of who is actually saying this? (laughs) Right. (laughs) And Doc, we're in the era now where our era is being repurposed and told to a generation that has no idea what happened. Yeah, they don't remember. They, They weren't there. They weren't there. Yeah. So they don't know that there is a laundry list. I don't even know one artist who was signed to Puff and did not have financial issues. Or left like practically running and screaming. Yes. Um, uh, Religious awakenings. um, Flat out going crazy. Leave the industry altogether. um, In jail. Um... died like all types of crazy stuff you know spawned from i don't say it's puff's fault that you know these people were in these situations but you know i mean where there's smoke yeah it's not like puff has been involved in one or two situations he's been involved in a lot of situations right yes um i mean the phrase you know history is written by the winners like which i'm paraphrasing right but like it's true (sighs) yes it is and like if you think about who made their way through the 90s and one quote unquote like if it's 90s hip hop like jay dr dre puff mm-hmm. like they're on that mm-hmm. list and yep. so like they're they get to because they are now in position and still in immense positions of power like they get to write the history that's mm-hmm. the, that's and so everybody who was around you know every everyone who is like still has that memory we're we're going to sound like crazy people pretty soon right we're going to yep. be sc- i mean i already sound like an unhinged person on this podcast, probably every time Jay-Z talks about like what's better than a billionaire too, right? As I scream yep. to the world that like, uh, doesn't, <laughs> um, sure, kind of, except that like, you know, he's trying to get your money. Like, please know, like, I hope you see the hand going in your pocket. As long as you understand that, that's fine. Like this is capitalism. Someone's always trying to get a hand in your pocket. And if you think it's better for that to be a person of color, that's like, you have that right to make that decision, but like, it's still someone trying to make money off of you. Like, don't ever forget that. Mm-hmm. 
and that you know like increasingly yes we will be screaming at we will be old man yelling at cloud right yeah yeah and and so one of the people who responded who did respond online right was was mace yeah who you know we I mean, you, you could probably assume that Mace had maybe maybe didn't have a great situation, but Puff bought Mace's publishing for twenty k. Yeah, twenty k. Yeah. So that's got to be before, like Mace does anything for Bad Boy, right? Absolutely. That's probably that's probably with the deal. I heard somewhere that, you know, Bad Boy would sign Bad Boy's deals were that where, um, everything was under the Bad Boy umbrella. So your your lawyer, your publishing, right. everything Puff already had people in place to basically, quote unquote, take care of that for you. You think it's your lawyer? No. No. Who's paying, who's paying that lawyer? Absolutely. That's Puff's lawyer. Yep. Yeah. 20K for his publishing. And he has been trying to buy it back. Mm-hmm. He's been trying to buy it back for a long time. This isn't the first instance. Do you remember that time? Actually, no, that wasn't that wasn't his publishing. That was him just trying to get out of his deal. Yeah. Do you remember that time when Puff was on the radio and Mace crashed the the interview? No, I don't. With a release form? Yeah. I think this was somewhere in like Florida. It was random. This wasn't Hot 97. Mace is like, hey, look, then this is like long after G Unit too. He's like, hey man, just 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 let me out of my deal. And you know, yeah, man, we're gonna get it done, you know, bad boy, baby. <laughs> and I mean he did it. But, you know, I'm noticing that like when you when you put Puff out there like publicly, because I'm thinking about the Let the Locks Go campaign. Yeah. You know, he kind of it seems like that's the best way to make him bend. You know, even the even the the infamous Hot 97, <laughs> you know, throw the refrigerator out the window. That was a really that was intense. But I think that's what started the the real actual negotiations, you know, because I think that was publishing, too. Right. They let him out the contract, but Puff was still making money off of We Are the Streets and all those Locks albums. Yeah, it's the way so, it goes. Yeah, it's the way it goes. But yeah, um, Mace is, you know Mace said he was he's offering to pay Diddy you know two million and uh, cash and and well I mean supposedly right and then Puff mm. is and, and, and Puff is like yeah there's somebody else who's trying to who who who's like uh, who who is a higher offering on it so you have to beat that. <laughs> yeah, because it's capitalism. It's the way this goes. Like Puff is not making hits the way he used to. So he has to be looking at what he owns as his assets. Rich people stay rich by not giving things away. Yeah. So on the one hand, I feel for Mace. On the other hand, I'm not quite... I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, yes, if you listen to Puff's speech at the Grammys and you think that he's supposed to live up some, to some ideal, you would say, oh, he should you know, he should give Mace back his publishing, but like what incentive is there? Unless there's like some massive campaign, right? Unless, you know, Puff was shunned by the rest of the industry, he would do it, but it's not going to yeah. happen. Yeah. That's a real shame. <laughs> I'm I'm very curious to know what Puff's response is going to be to this. Right. I think this made enough noise to where he, you know, he may feel inclined to do so, but I don't see him like getting on his like, yo, you, you signed a contract, like tough cookies. No, what he he's definitely going to say, I'm always open to negotiate. Come talk to me. Let's make this work. And then he's going to yep. hope it just goes away. Yep. Yep. I agree. Speaking I agree. Of, of people in publishing. Yes. Your man Pharrell. Yes. Apparently might not have been super, super uh, upfront and forthcoming with Khalees. Okay. So she, uh, she spoke with the Guardian 
uh, and the interview was released on Thursday this week, so January 30th. She claims that the Neptunes kept all the profits from her first two albums. Um, she thought that uh, her her understanding of the situation is that they were going to split everything. Like three people split it three ways. Um, and she went on to say that she didn't even notice the publishing money missing from all the sales for her first two projects because she was living off touring money. And mm-hmm. they basically said, I mean, you signed it. <laughs> yeah. So that doesn't sound great. No. What strikes me as a smidge different, at least in this case, is if you go back and look, especially at that first album, you go back and look at that first album. The second album, Wanderland, didn't even really get released in the U.S. until later. That whole album was a mess, right? Was that, uh, was that Young, Fresh, and New? Yeah. Okay. But that, that first album, two-thirds of the songs are written solely by Chad and Pharrell. Mm. And they're produced by Chad and Pharrell. Mm. So on, on that, like she should definitely get her share of like the artist's like recordings once she recoups. Mm-hmm. But you don't write the song, you don't produce it, and if you're not recouping, I don't know, man. Mm. But do I think that she understood all that? Absolutely not. Yeah. Did Pharrell and Chad, or at least that their lawyers, somebody did. They knew what they were doing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I just don't. I just don't believe that. You know. Like, what evidence do I have to show that morality is a is a prevalent um, characteristic of the the music industry and of capitalism as well? If that's what we're talking about, like, I mean, right, the music industry specifically, right, which is so heavily geared around, it almost resembles like venture capitalism and 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 how like funding for Silicon Valley startups works, right? Where it's like you put a like somebody with a lot of money is going to fund a lot of ideas, mm-hmm. and you hope the goal is to make enough money off the ones that really work to make all the rest of it work. Mm-hmm. Right. That's how venture capital, venture capitalist works. So the music industry isn't that far different, right? Where it's like, mm-hmm. if you're, if you're a label, like not everybody's going to be Michael Jackson. Right. Right. But you have to make enough money off Je- off Michael to make the rest of it worthwhile. And I think any situation where you have that kind of thing, where it's like, there's a lot of failures and you have to make, and, and, and the people putting the money up feel like they have to make all their money back in order to make it all work, like from the from the ones who make it big, but also like, you know, they put a million in your album and, you know, you go gold, you know, a lot of people who are going to get paid before you get a dollar. Yeah. And that sucks. It's terrible. Yeah. 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 And so like, I don't, I don't really know like the, you know, it is it, you know, Meek Mill. I mean, maybe, maybe Rock Nation has some other thing that they have figured out how to do. But right. I think it's more likely that like what Rock Nation is doing is like they're signing artists to management contracts who mm-hmm. are at good points in their career with leverage. And if you have mm. leverage, you can try to do almost anything. Well, I, I would love to see their roster because I would like to know which artists did they actually like help from scratch and which artists did they are they using to are they using their leverage? All right. They have a very, the Rock Nation uh, roster is very, very long. Okay. Um, so let's go with people who you've heard. Let's see. I mean, they've got producers, but like, uh, oh God, I don't want to load more. I just want like a list. Um, there are a lot of people on here I've nev- def- I've like ne- definitely never heard of or who are like up and coming, right? So like J. Cole's been signed there from day one, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Alicia Keys is Rock Nation. Okay. Angie Martinez is, is Rock Nation. Belly That's is leverage. Rock Nation. 
Benny, Leverage. of course, Benny, Big Sean. No. no, Belly's no Belly's been there from from the uh, beginning of his. Right, career. right. So I was like, Belly is yeah. somebody. Okay. Okay. Um, Benny, who'd you say after Benny? Uh, I'm looking to see if there's anybody else who's like. I mean, there's a lot of. There's definitely a lot of like Fab and Fat Joe are there. I'm trying to see, if there's a. There's definitely a lot of like non hip hop folks there. Oh, Jaden Smith is signed there. He's probably been there since day one. Mm. Jay Leck. <laughs> Wait, Jim Jones is on Rock Nation. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, shoot, at least two, three years. Mm. Oh, he was at the Rock Nation brunch, like super happy to be there, cheesing in every photo. Uh, Lil Uzi Vert. Yep. Oh man, Mac Wilds is still around. Oh, so, so Megan the Stallion, but I don't think she started Rock Nation. Who is this? Megan the Stallion. No, she didn't start Rock Nation. Mustard, maybe. I don't know. He he didn't start right. He didn't start Rock Nation either. I think he got on after uh, YG's album. Yeah, Rhapsody. Nope, she didn't start Rock Nation either. Yeah. So of course uh, Shakira is Rock Nation. That's why she's doing the halftime show. Mm, Shakira, Shakira. The Locks. See, the Locks are Rock Nation, so they could hook mm-hmm. up that Jenny from the Block if they want. Mmm. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting mix, right? It's definitely like because the 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 hardest thing in the music industry right, is to find people who like is to do that initial search. So like, there's definitely folks on here who look like they are taking a chance on them, but there are a lot of people on here who have shown some amount of success and then they sign with rock nation to try to get better stuff for them, which is great. That's fine. And hopefully they are in, I mean, hopefully they are in, in better situations. Right. But like rock Nation's not a, it's not a nonprofit, right? They're going to make money too. And hopefully it's reasonable. Hopefully there's a lot of artists here who have a lot of time in the industry. So you, it, they certainly can't be the worst. You know what I mean? Okay. Question. Yeah. So do, does Rock Nation get you in a, in a situation? I wonder if people are okay with it because Rock Nation gets you into a better situation, but it's like less of a jerk. Yeah. I also wonder if it's a case where like there are so many people and, and producers and songwriters sign there that like you sign there because maybe it's a bit better of a situation but also like when it comes time to make your album you get a little bit of access to all this stuff right yeah i don't know like i think i don't know i continue to be sort of super interested in what rock nation is going to do with griselda (laughs) if only because i get i mean like okay so the shady thing didn't really work out the way they wanted i guess it's really just the question of like (laughs) do they think that like they can blow up like blow up i think Griselda's really interesting. I don't think Griselda's going to be at the Super Bowl halftime show. No, no, no. I think Griselda is going to be like, they're going to serve as like like these gatekeepers. Okay. Where like they're always going to do their style, but then they'll, people who are much more prevalent than them will stand next to them and they're almost like swapping out credibility. Oh, right. So uh, Benny comes in and guests on your album and stands next to you and now you look like you like you know what's up. Yep, yep. He's on Russ's album, rapping about mistrust in relationships. Oh, Benny's trying yeah. to go somewhere. Yeah, it was really weird. I, 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 I was like, why did Russ? It was weird, right? Because it, it's like, why did Russ hear this record and say, I, I should get Benny the Butcher on this? Because it's not. It doesn't sound. The beat is not Griselda at all. The content is not Griselda at all. But at the same time, as an artist, I know I get frustrated when people send me songs that they think I like. Sure. I mean, maybe Benny's sick of being pigeonholed. Yeah. Maybe he'd yeah. like to rap on something that wasn't like 60 BPMs. Absolutely. 
Now the obscure sample with Alchemist drums. Absolutely. Right. right. Or no drums at all. <laughs> or no drums at all. Well, he's more of a drum guy. Right. Uh, yeah. West, is West Side more of is, a, yeah. West Side's yeah. like, what's, what's a drum? Yeah. Get those Just, drums off this. Yeah. Who's this? So, yeah. Is there, is there anything else uh, Rock Nation related or Mace related that we need to discuss? No, I don't think so. I mean, we've talked, so we've talked a bit about, yeah. Do you have any, uh, and so you obviously, we bring it all the way back to where we started. No Super Bowl predictions. Is there going to be good food at least? Like, what's the menu like for your, at your Super Bowl thing that you're going to? He just he just said he was he just said he was paying for all the food. Oh well, I mean, he's like, I'm renting the house. I'm bringing all the food. I think he's probably it's probably going to be like you know pizza and wings. Yeah, and, was, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, sure. I don't know. It it does depend on where you get the pizza from. Okay. There are certain places in Columbus. And next time you come back, I found like good local spots that we can go because okay. the last time you were here was pathetic um <laughs> yeah i gotta make up for that um yeah so i'm if he goes somewhere local yeah we got a shot but if you show up and it's the domino's uh two for ten carryout special yeah if it's donato's if it's papa john's if it's pizza hut like it's it's just it's not good out of all those Even if it's like a mod or something domino's isn't bad domino's isn't bad at all it's probably the best major chain out of all those, I don't feel like I, I. I don't think I felt that way growing up. No, no, no. Pizza Domino's was, up. Yes, Pizza Hut was fire as a kid. Well, yeah, and then the, oh, the stuffed crust was. Well, yeah, stuffed crust was a game changer. It, it's specifically the Pizza Huts with the red roofs, <laughs> the old school ones with the lunch buffet. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. The breadsticks were fire. The pizza with the little the little red cups that look like the church windows. Yes, that um. That style, like that kind of red cup and that kind of inside, like that is basically how a lot of like um, what I would call like local pizza houses in Connecticut, how they look on the inside, actually. Mm. So it was super interesting that they went away from that. But like, yeah, there's a lot of places there's, you know, because we have a ton of there's a lot lot, lot of Italian people in Connecticut uh, in the Northeast, obviously. So every town has like its own has like multiple small like local pizza places. But um, but no, oh man, that was like the. Uh, the place I went to high school, last three years of high school, there was a pizza basically across the road. Mm-hmm. <sighs> now, I mean, but but was Pizza Hut still Pizza Hut in the you know early two thousands? This, I mean, this is like ninety seven through two thousand. Okay, so Pizza Hut's still Pizza Hut, I think. This, this is when they changed the logo, where they kind of look. It was like the Attitude Era. It, <laughs> it was, was like the, the scratchy <laughs> the Pizza Hut Attitude Era. <laughs> so they had the scratchy Pizza Hut logo. When was Stuffed Crust introduced? This is the kind of stuff. Nine oh. I, I bet I bet money it's ninety two. You think it's that early? Yep. Um Okay. It debuted nineteen ninety five. Oh, really? Yeah. Dang, I was loud and wrong. Okay. Yeah, stuffed crust pizza. Ninety five okay, yeah. Stuffed crust pizza was amazing. Now it's like woof. Okay, yeah, so Pizza Hut changed their logo in nineteen ninety nine. That but, late? But they brought it back in twenty nineteen. Wait, I, what's their logo now? It's the old school one. It should be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The lunch buffet was great. The lunch buffet was fire. I hated the attitude. <laughs> I mean, now it's officially the attitude. I hate the attitude era logo. Yeah, nah. I like the, the OG. It's, that late, it's that like late 90s, early 2000 thing where it's like, yeah, we're young and cool. Yes. It's like, get out of here. You're Pizza Hut. Yes. Yeah, and then they started introducing like the calzones and. Yep. P-zones. P-zones. <laughs> it's yeah. a terrible P-zones. name. It's terrible. It was terrible. All that stuff was terrible. That's like the that's like the the sur- that's the that's the surge era. Mm. 
like the really really bad soda era yeah it lasts from like 97 to about 05 the different color mountain dews uh blue sprites vanilla coke which was amazing i remember when vanilla i, I mean i used to drink i used to drink soda a lot i, I when vanilla yeah, coke came out that was like a, that was a game changer oh absolutely vanilla coke tropical sprites all i drank mm. that was it well that's early 2000s right there yep yep it's all i needed all my friends would go to the liquor store the liquor store they would go to that would sell uh alcohol to kids who weren't 21 yeah there was a 7-eleven right across the way so i was dd and my boy would walk me over there and he'd be like get whatever you want i would always get a bag of cheetos a twix and either vanilla coke or tropical sprite I'm good. I'll take care of all you guys. <laughs> uh, I don't miss being a teenager. Mm, mm. I do not. All right. You ready to talk about these discographies? Uh, I think so. But I think we need to at least acknowledge that there was some new music this week. Okay. What do you, I'm not really so, ready to talk about much of it, but let's acknowledge it. Well, yeah. I, I think that's it. That's what I wanted to say. So people, because we're recording this episode in advance... You know, Sunday, this is going to come out whenever you, whenever you decide to put it out. It's Tuesday or whatever. Um, so Lil Wayne put out an album yep. this week. Not ready to talk uh, about it. Yep. You haven't talked about it. I've skimmed through it and I'll wait. I'll hold off on my commentary. Yep. Um, something else to drop, didn't we got, it? We got Drake and Future Desires. Yep. Drake and Future Desires. Uh, extremely toxic song. <laughs> That's being nice. We got, uh, let's see. Royce has a new song now. Good anything? for him. I haven't heard it. I haven't heard it. I haven't heard yeah, it. Yeah, so there's some um, stuff we just have. We haven't had a chance to really dive deep yet. And, and then there's a there's a Russ album. Mm-hmm. And the Russ album has a Rick Ross song produced by Hit Boy. Mm. Um, has a Being the Butcher record and a Devin the Dude record. Shout out to Devin so the Dude. So he's trying to get us to review his album. He's like, I'm missing everything but a clock radio speaker's cosign. I feel like Russ's last project had some songs that wasn't terrible. I I've I don't think I've heard a Russ song in my life until yesterday. Who is he signed to? Let him tell it himself. Mm, okay. It's probably like Warner Brothers or something. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta do it independent. Just do it yourself. Who produced the uh the Benny record? Let's see. Oh, Russ produced it himself. Mm. Okay. You want to you wanna listen to it real quick? No, no, no. We can come back to okay. it. So next week we'll be back and we, we can talk Wayne. We can talk Russ. We can talk Super Bowl, whatever. We, you know, we'll, we'll find some stuff to talk about for sure. Okay. All right. Anything else you want to talk about? No, nah, let's, let's get into the discographies. Okay. So the idea, and this is, from a, this is from a listener, so thank you to them. The idea is we're going to pick some artists and we are going to attempt to rank their discographies and discuss why we have ranked them that way. Okay. I generally use tiers when I'm doing the ranking. Are you mm-hmm. actually like trying to do like one through 10? I did. I did straight rankings. Okay. Well, we can, I could probably massage this into some rankings. In some cases it's like, nah, this is all the same. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's some in the discography that I just could not rank because I, I didn't listen to them. Mm. Um, and, and, yeah. to, and to start off this, this idea of, of ranking discographies, we have picked four artists for this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we picked Jeezy. Mm-hmm. Common. Yep. Jay-Z. Yep. And Michael Jackson. Yes. Um, 
I think as we try, I think as we go through, I, I think it's a good idea to have a mix of like people who, okay, we've sort of talked about this in the show before. We're more like solidifying the conversation versus, oh, you know, we haven't had that conversation at all. Mm-hmm. I yep. think this is an interesting mix. I listened to more Michael Jackson this week than I have in a long time. Okay. <laughs> so this is going to be super interesting. Um, where would you like to start? Which artist do you want to start with? Uh, let's start with Mike. You want to start with Mike? Yeah, let's start. Let's start high. Okay. So we are. So I think uh, some some constraints here. I'm not talking about anything to do with Motown. I'm not getting into like the remixes. Like the, I didn't listen to Blood on the Dance Floor. No. Um, and I don't really need to talk about whatever came out after he died. No. Okay. So that that leaves six projects. Yes. Off the wall. Thriller. Yes. Yep. Bad. Yep. Dangerous. Yep. History. Yeah. Invincible. That's it. Okay. Um, do you want to work from the bottom up or do you let's want- Let's go. Let's go bottom go, up. Bottom up. Okay. I have this at the bottom in a tier all of its own. Okay. It's very clearly the worst of these six projects. It is. It's Invincible. I agree. Okay. This is a weird album to listen to. How so? So you know me, I like to look at the credits. I like to understand the story, right? Mm-hmm. And doing research for this, I realized- <sighs> Michael Jackson has some things in common with other artists that I didn't, that I, I wasn't really aware of. And one of them, I think he has, a, he has some things in common with Eminem. <laughs> no, hold on. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, uh, both got very famous. Michael Jackson got, of course, even more, way, way, way more famous than Eminem. Um, both um, had terrible uh, addictions to drugs. Um, of course, M was able to beat his, Mike was able, didn't, was not able to beat his, um, at a certain point in their careers, this is the thing that's most relevant for this show. They both started producing their own music. And I think this is interesting because like when we talk about some of the other albums, some of the other albums on this list, there's a point at which, um, you know, there's obviously a very famous point where he stops working with Quincy. But even after he stops working with Quincy, there's another point in the 90s where basically he starts working with. Uh, somebody who was once like Stevie Wonder's musical director on tour and something who basically starts programming the drums and playing the instruments and doing that while Michael Jackson is saying, I want this and I want that. Cause like, it's not like Michael Jackson is known for being a talented like piano player or anything like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. Which is not that dissimilar from Eminem in a sense, right? Where like M, you know, he got to a point in his career where, okay, he's, and I'm using air quotes producing because he is producing, but like, He's got other people in the studio to play this bass line and put these drums here and do this and do that. Um, and they're also similar. And this is why it's also um, relevant to the show and what has to do with Invincible, where even when they bring in outside people, they still end up sounding like themselves, which could be a good thing. Right. But like Rodney Jerkins has a ton of production credits on Invincible. But and so this is like, oh, this is um like what 2001 when this comes out right yes and so but this this album is recorded starting in 97 and doesn't get finished until like basically september of 2001 august 2001 Mm -hmm. um which that's like peak rodney jerkins time that's boy is mine that's all the destiny child stuff like and he is known for a certain kind of sound right rodney absolutely that dark child sound we i mean we've made fun of on the show a thousand times (laughs) Yes, because it's like it's like Timbo Light, right? And then, with the exception of maybe like one song that uh, is on here, even though there's like one, two, three, 
four or five, even though like, you know, like a third of this project, more than a third of this project is produced by co-produced, I should say, by Rodney Jerkins, because Michael Jackson is always listed as a producer as well in his stuff. Um, you'd never know that it was like Mr. Destiny's Child, Mr. Boy is Mine. You'd never know it was Dark Child on these records. Mm-hmm. And I suspect if I'm, if I'm like sort of projecting out, like I'm guessing it's because like when you're in the studio with Michael Jackson, like you're making a Michael Jackson record. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It's like his drums all get very loud. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of guitar solos in places that you, you're like, why is there still a guitar solo? This is not 1988. <laughs> like he's got, he's got some tendencies that he, you know, sticks with. Um, and when I, when I think about Invincible, all I can think about is why, like what could have been if he would have done something with the songs that Pharrell had for him, right? But knowing what we know about how the Neptunes work, and if you think about like what, like where MJ was at this point in his career, like when you worked mm-hmm. with the Neptunes, like you were basically, um, like Pharrell's telling you like, okay, we're making this record. Yes. Michael Jackson wants no part of that. Right. Michael Jackson's like, no, I'm making a Michael Jackson record. Yeah. With very few exceptions. Yeah. Right. So like if you would have, if you would have worked with the Neptunes, would it have actually still sounded like a Neptunes record? Right, right, right. I think they didn't, the Neptunes didn't have that skin to warrant that, uh, that respect from MJ. Right. It was almost whereas, like, it's almost like two or three years too early. Yes. Even whereas, though they're in their prime. Sorry, I'm interrupting you. Yeah, go ahead. No, you're good. They're in their prime. You're right. They're in their prime, but like not enough for Michael to say, I need what you have. Right. Um, whereas like someone like Quincy Jones, who by the time he works with Michael, he's got what, 40 years? Right. I mean, <laughs> Quincy's career is ridiculous, so um, Quincy Jones could demand that respect. Yes, correct. Um, but uh, but it, and it's really unfortunate that he couldn't make it work, or he didn't want to, you know, do whatever with the Neptunes because it would have meant that he would have like because his career is always already. I mean, it's amazing anyway. But like, if you really think about it, like he starts with Motown, right, and he mm-hmm. stays relevant, if not one of the most famous people ever, through disco, through eighties mm-hmm. pop, New Jack Swing. But he doesn't quite make the leap to what I would consider more modern hip hop and R and B. Yes, and he he almost could have, right? Yeah, but he just you know by that point in his career it just was never going to happen. And so what you get is an album that is just like amazingly forgettable. Yeah, I mean it's got a couple records on there, you know, Mm. like just butterflies in particular is one of my favorite Michael songs. Period. It doesn't. It sounds weird for it. Just I mean it so very obviously written by like Marsha, right? And mm, absolutely. But like it sounds like a woman should be singing the song. Like the tone, <laughs> like it's just really strange. And this song is a great exception to the idea that like Michael Jackson songs sound like Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Like this sounds like a neo soul record. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um it's it's starchly different from the rest of the album. For sure. And it's like one of those things where it's like, oh like it felt very weird to have Michael Jackson sing this mm. for me. Okay. Um, I mean, let me think. I'm just going through here. Yeah. Break of Dawn is cool. Heaven can wait is cool. Uh, whatever happens is dope. That's a song that I didn't really get put onto after he passed, but the rest of this album, I don't need. Yeah. Cry is okay. Yeah. The rest of the album, I, mean, I do not need no, like good. how, how, Let's okay. I would love to, Doc. If you could look this up for me, sure. Go ahead. What What did you rock my world do? 
in terms of like on the charts? Yeah. Hold on. You know, I'm already on that page. So um, let's see. It peaked at number 10. 200? Billboard 200? Billboard Hot 100. Yeah. Peaked at number okay. 10. Okay. Okay. It, do you remember what it was like when that song first came out? I mean, I remember people trying to make a big deal out of it and I felt like it didn't do much of anything. Yes. Exactly. It was like, yo, Michael Jackson, big, long movie video, Chris Tucker, you know, and it's like, nah. And then they immediately went to, okay, we need a remix with the Trackmasters and Jay-Z. Yeah. And it seemed like that was more of a flex. Though the remix is better, that's more of a flex from Jay. Like, look who I'm rapping with. Right, 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 right. So, yeah, I agree. I agree. Invincible's at the bottom. Okay. That's that's way more than I, I thought we'd talk about uh, Invincible. Um, yeah, I was, I'm kind of worried. Like, <laughs> how fast are we going to get through some of these songs? Okay. Some of these albums. Next up for me is History. Agree. Okay. Um, Same. The, only, the, one, the one thing I want to say about History, what is interesting here is, um, like, is this the, I think this is the first time he really worked with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, right? Is it? Because I don't, are they on, um, are they on Dangerous Just, at all? Let me look. Please. Looking right now. Yeah, they're not on Dangerous at all. And they're not on bad? No, bad is all bad is all Quincy, I think. Bad is all Quincy. Let me double check wow. that. Yeah, it's all Quincy and MJ. 100 percent Wow. So it's the first okay. time that they worked that that he brings in. I mean, basically he brings in Janet's people, right? Yeah. And like I never realized it at the time, but like, my God, Scream is a Janet Jackson song. Yep. Um, it's also way better than I remember. Oh, Scream is fire. That's a great song. Mm-hmm. Um well produced. Yeah. Million yeah. million dollar video. <laughs> like seven million dollar video was it seven was it that much i think it, it was yeah seven million dollars it was listed as the most expensive music video ever made um but the director says that there were two other music videos from the same era that cost millions more than the video for scream so really but, which seems impossible but i'll say what what was what was that i don't know um but i mean history starts strong like a lot of mj albums if we're all being honest all of them except well, Invinci well, Invincible doesn't really strong. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, but like, I'll I mean, wait, you know, Scream, they don't care about us. Yeah. Go ahead. Stranger in Moscow. Yeah. This time around, Earth Song. I think those are all. This time around's all right. This time around's all right, but it's 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 the weakest out of the five, but it's not it's not trash. It's not trash. I, you are not alone. Just I I can't with that song. <laughs> Why? Because because uh, Robert wrote it. It. If you're. <laughs> Mike, uh, Michael Jackson's uh, history is complicated and like the, the two of them writing, like the two of them working and making these like very like saccharine, like sort of ballads. Just, I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of You Are Not Alone. I'm good. I never was. I'm not now. I'm good with You Are Not Alone. I just remember the video being really weird because I was like, yo, Michael Jackson with his shirt off is really weird. <laughs> right. Like we have the same type of chest <laughs> and I'm 10. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I think this album this album definitely falls off a cliff after Earth, uh, Earth Song. I think yeah. You and I Alone is, is really well written. Um, I didn't I didn't like it at the time, but I appreciate it for yeah. you know, just what it is, just in terms of like created, notwithstanding who created it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, nah, I don't need anything else How do you, on this you, album. You don't like Shaq on Too Bad. I didn't hear Shaq on Too Bad. <laughs> do I want to hear Shaq no. on Too Bad? I think okay. it's fine. All right. Um, okay. So now we get to interesting territory. Okay. Uh, this, yeah. There's two conversations to have with, with the rest of his discography. Okay. What are they? It is Bad versus Dangerous. 
Uh-huh. And it's Thriller versus Off the Wall. Oh, I don't know if that's right at all. I I agree with you. Okay. But that's the conversation. Um, I think that lets me know what your number one is. Because I think I think the number one, I think his best album is really obvious. Should we just say that and we can have that then we can talk about the the other three? Yeah, you say it. His best album's Thriller. Okay. Yes. Okay. Like it it's hard to like we were too young for like when it was out. Yeah. Um, I definitely had a knockoff like red pleather thriller jacket. <laughs> okay. But like the singles alone, bruh. This album's undeniable. Bruh, the way that album ends. Well, yeah. I mean, actually, I don't really love Lady in My Life. <gasps> you are crazy. Um, That's top five, Mike. But like, l- listen to this run. He <laughs> Thriller beat it, Billy Jean. Come yeah. on. I mean, human nature, PYT, like yeah. you can keep going. The only hiccup on the album is probably The Girl Is the Mine. The Girl Is Mine. <laughs> yeah. Should it, wh- where was Say Say Say? Was that, on, was that on Paul's album? Oh, I don't know. Was that on a soundtrack or something? Let me tell you a discography conversation. We're not. Oh, you know, we could do the, the early Beatles. That would be. Mm. But I would, I would need a lot of help. You'd need a lot of help. Um, lot. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know where Say 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 was. Yeah, we don't, wanna talk, we don't want to talk 80s Paul McCartney because then we're talking about like um, Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> no, thanks. But um, no. Okay. So we're, we're, what we're really talking about is what's the order of two through four? Yes. Okay. I have Dangerous at number two. Do you really? I do. Whoa. Yeah. We are here now. Okay. Uh, some notes. Um, this was one of the first albums, one of the first things I like bought, like one of the first pieces of music I owned as a kid. I had this on Okay. Tape. There it is. Okay. But- this album is really strong. Yeah. It opens really strong. Yeah. Jam, I mean, I like to make fun of Jam, but Jam is great. <laughs> um, the One of the problems, right, is like this is 14 songs and 77 minutes. Yeah. Because by this point, um, it's very clear Quincy's not in the studio to tell him to keep these songs short. And so like it takes you almost a minute to get into some of these songs. Mm-hmm. Like he lets Jam go for like a full 16. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, we get it. He's also very clearly like lowering his vocals in the mix. Like on Dangerous, he's definitely in the I'm bored and I'm free to do what I want territory Mm. as an artist, which is dangerous. But Mm. like, Jam might want to trip on me in the closet. I mean, remember the time, obviously. Top top three, Mike, if Uh, not his best song. I have mixed feelings about Black or White, but. Yeah, it's cool at the time. I feel like. What what do you mixed feelings about Black or White? I mean, it's. It's it's cheesy, right? Okay, okay. Mike has a has an has an a, 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 he really likes his guitars. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> and uh, are you talking about the, uh, the 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 little rock bridge? Yeah, he loves that. <laughs> loves it. <laughs> and uh, I'm, there's a rock bridge on screen too. Okay. I know. Yep, yep, I heard yep, that, yep, and yep. I was like, oh. "Whoa, my chair is falling apart here." Everything um, all right? No, it's all good. Just time to okay. uh, might be time to upgrade the chair. Yeah, I'm 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 with you. That's 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 on my list for sure. Yeah, I have on my list for later this year. I actually, I need I, what I want is I need my I need like a sit stand desk, like a, a motorized desk in here, so I can. Uh, yeah. I need to go all out. Anyway, yeah. anyway, um, I don't actually. I mean, I'll be honest. I think dangerous, off the wall, and bad are all flawed. Mm. And so, for me, 
as a child who grew up in the 90s. It's actually, it's the album cuts from Dangerous that feel more like they, they still work for me in ways that like, if I'm being honest, off the wall and bad don't. Mm, okay. Cause like for me, it's like the order is one through six, right? It's thriller, dangerous, off the wall, and then bad. Wow. Okay. I have real pro. Bad is. Mm. So tell me where you're at. Um. Okay. So I have thriller, off the wall, bad, dangerous. So we both agree off the wall is better than bad. Yes. Okay. Um. <sighs> I I think the. I think when it it's like it's really really splitting hairs, right? Mm. Because I was like, well, Dangerous is Michael Jackson produced by one of my favorite producers ever. Features Remember the Time, it's Michael Jackson doing one of my favorite types of music, New Jack Swing. Um In the Closet is really really good and I think I feel like people don't talk about that song in his discography. Yeah. Um but I just I think I have bad over dangerous just by like the impact of the singles. Mm. I think you got you think bad. The way you make me feel is amazing. Um, Librarian girl is fire. Librarian girl. I'm sorry. Librarian. Librarian girl is fire. Another part of me is like sneaky high on my Michael Jackson songs list. I love that song. Mm. Um, Man in the mirror is really cheesy, but but it's, it's really well done. Yes, really well done. Um, I just can't stop loving you. Did not another song I did not appreciate until after he passed. Um, Dirty Diana, <laughs> shout out to the weekend, right? <laughs> Let me tell you, I, <laughs> I I heard that I heard it today, and I was like, I was like, yeah, you know, I need to listen to that Dirty Diana cover again. <laughs> Who just did a Dirty Di- Diana cover like recently? Wasn't like NBA Young Boy or something? <laughs> I'm so serious. Hold on, and so like like Dirty Diana or something. I'm going to who sampled Dirty Diana. Um, covered. Didn't Jewel's, didn't Jewel's, let's see. Didn't Jewel's rap over Dirty Diana? Or like, Dirty Diana, you got that right. Look at that. <sighs> Yo, we're just, we're just, we're just disrespecting the dead. We really are. Uh, Killer Priest sampled it. Papoose sampled it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's who I'm thinking of. Wait, Papoose did what with Dirty Diana? Uh, he sampled. It says multiple. L- uh, what does it say? It says multiple right. elements. The song Russian Roulette. This is like 06. All right, hold on. Let's 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 do it. Fuck who's twisting this is like killing yourself. All right. It says no forgiveness for taking your own life. My name Pat Poos. Got him saying what he gonna come with next. Who wanna play the game of Russian Roulette? Russian Roulette. I'm gonna keep the rule on my belt. Oh my God. You ain't gotta kill him. All right, okay. Oh, All right. wow. Yo, that- <laughs> we be disrespecting the... Not, but this was actually done when he was alive. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. When, what year did he die? Like 2009. Okay, no. This was done in 2011. Wait, 3-6 Mafia sampled it? Oh, that might be kind of hard, though. It's called Love to Make a Stang. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. All right, let's see. Okay, this is it's early 3-6. Early 3-6. Yeah, I'm not really hearing anything. They must just be pulling something from the background. Yeah, either that or maybe like the bass line or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eh, eh, okay. I, I don't think Bad is a very good song. Mm. 
Wow. Hot take doc in the building. Yeah. Um, <laughs> edgy Michael Jackson makes me laugh every time. Yeah, I, I wish I wish I would have just just to see what would have happened. I would have loved for this to have been the Prince collab. Sure. Like it was supposed to be. Oh, there's some. Oh, what's the song on here where as soon as it starts, you hear the Lindrums. And I was just like, oh, boy, he is biting Prince so hard. You know, he is a little bit on Dirty Diana, actually, with the drums. I'm not going to lie. Mm. There's another record on here. I can't even think of it. But like it start, it opens and you're like, wait a minute. Those are Prince. I'm, I mean, the problem is, is like. There's a whole drum machine that becomes associated with Prince, right? Um, yeah. Like, but um, yeah, I just don't think Bad is a very good song. I'm not going to lie. Mm, wow. Okay. Um, it's, uh, yeah, not for me. Okay. I feel like it's just, it's kind of like, it got parodied like so much. Like it was just, I don't know, maybe not for me. But the way you make me feel holds up still. Dirty yep. Diana, Smooth Criminal. Um, Leave Me Alone is a weird way to end this album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, uh, well, let me ask you this. This is a bigger question about MJ. Like, how are, like, did you, are you, so like for me, when he starts really writing most of his songs about like how the paparazzi are following him and how he's oppressed and how he's like hounded, like when he starts writing songs about like that, he just gets less and less relatable for me. Mm. But like, that is his life. To, to degrees that, you know, I think I think major do I want to do major artists I wonder is it like parallel to what major artists experience now just with mm. like social media because then you you just had paparazzi in the media but now you have like paparazzi media in the entire world constantly on social media. Mm. That's why Cardi made press, right? Press press press. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're I mean okay, so here's a better question for you. Is Michael Jackson someone that like he got on because people related to him. That's a good question. You know, Cardi is, so that's why press was just kind of awkward. Sure. But, you know, is is that a knock because he's always been like the biggest artist in the world? Yeah, I, I really can't answer that question. But I don't know. I think that there is a point at which like it becomes a little like almost too much inside baseball. You sure. Know, I, it, I, it, it would be like that. if your next album was all about like what it's like to prepare for a podcast every week. <laughs> It's songs about the studio. It's definitely songs about the studio, for yeah. sure. Songs about music. I would love to. Are there any good songs about music? <laughs> Someone, it, people are screaming right now. I mean, they're screaming at my, my Michael Jackson hot takes anyway, but. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so we haven't talked about Off the Wall. We haven't. Um, like many Michael Jackson albums, it starts ridiculous. Mm-hmm. By the end of it, I'm kind of good. Like, Burn this disco out. Yeah. I was going to say that. I think that's what hurts it is because um, the disco records, they were done at the end of the disco era. Yeah. And I just don't think that like the really good disco songs still live. But I think that's like a very, uh, very small tier. Mm. And then there's like a whole bunch of other stuff that just sounds dated and goofy yeah. and it just doesn't, it just doesn't work. Right. I think all these songs. So like working day and night is a disco song that I think still works, but yeah, burn but is like, disco out. Once you get yeah. to like off the wall, like the second half of this album for me falls off a cliff. Yeah. Except, yeah. I mean, I can't help it is, is the saving grace of the second album. Cause I don't like sure. girlfriend. Yeah. I don't really She's like out girlfriend. of my life falling in love or burn is disco. Right. 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 
Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. But I love I can't help it. And I mean, don't stop to till you get enough is I mean, what are you gonna say? Amazing. Yeah. It's that and right like we when when Marissa and I were listening, you know, we were we did a lot of driving uh last couple of days. So we've been, you know, driving around and trying to catch up on some of the stuff because it's been a while. And we basically realized we're like, oh, we're putting together a wedding playlist right now. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah. All right. So your order is thriller, off the wall, bad, yep. dangerous, yep. history, yep. invincible. Yep. I and mean, yours. aside from me liking Dangerous more, it mine is Thriller, Dangerous, Off the Wall, Bad, History, Invincible. So we're not that far off. Not that far off. All right. And we both, would, do you have Dangerous and Off the Wall and Bad in the same tier? Yes. Okay. So then it's really just how do you feel about that tier? Yes. You know, not that far yes. off. Okay. Yeah. Not th- I think Thriller's by itself. Yeah. Then those next three are all together. And then History and Invincible are, are together too. Okay. And you might be able to put history in, to me, you might be able to put history in that second tier because history is much better than Invincible. It, yeah, I had, I had history in its own tier by itself and then Invincible in its own tier by itself <laughs> at the bottom. It's a tier okay. of one. Okay, so history is eh, and Invincible is mm. Invincible is bad. Okay. All right. All right. We hope you enjoyed Side A of this week's episode. Please check out Side B at clockradiospeakers.com.